The Way Out Podcast, episode 174. In essence, we want to get down to the core of it. Selfishness harms others. Well, self-love and self-care helps others. Selfishness fundamentally stems from fear. Where self-love and self-care, as the terms suggest, stem from love. And we know fear and love are the opposite of each other. So they are actually polar opposites in a very real way. When I'm engaging in in selfishness and I'm operating out of fear, um, none of those desires, none of that, none of that thirst in my life, those things that I'm going after are going to that gratification will not stick around. Bingo. It's an it's an insatiable hunger, whatever you are, you know, vying for when you're living that way. Um, whereas these things with self-love, they require effort. They they challenge you. Uh, they require work, time, attention, and and uh, reflection, and all these things. But the gratification you get from that sticks with you for a long time. You know, absolutely. And the reality is when I engage in those self care and love activities, I can be more present, more available, and I can spend more quality time with the people in my life. Welcome way out faithful and first timers to this week's installment of the way out podcast. We appreciate your ears. Our mission is simple, to bring you powerful recovery stories and recovery power topics so you can jumpstart or re-energize your recovery from alcoholism and addiction. The Way Out Podcast does not speak on behalf of, nor are we affiliated with any 12-step organization. The Way Out Podcast partners with All Recovery Rings and allrecoveryrings.com where you'll find stunning recovery rings made from your very own recovery coin. That's allrecoveryrings.com. The Way Out Podcast is a proud supporter of Transitions Daily. Would you like to join a free, anonymous online group that offers a daily topic email with popular recovery resources accompanied by a secret Facebook group for discussion? Go to dailyaaemails.com for more information about Transitions Daily. Don't forget to share dailyaaemails.com with friends, in meetings, and with sponsees in recovery. Make sure to check us out on the web at www.wayoutcast.com. There you can subscribe to ensure you get the latest episodes first on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Help us recover out loud by giving us a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast app. Your voice matters, so share your thoughts on recovery with us by calling us at 218-382-1960 or leaving a message with us on the Anchor app, available for Android and Apple. Every week, we'll be asking for your thoughts on next week's topic. Someone, somewhere, needs to hear your share. Finally, a word of caution. This 
podcast may contain strong language and mature content. Listener discretion is advised. The Way Out Podcast is on right now. Along with Jason, I'm Charlie, and this week we're setting the record straight on an often misunderstood concept in recovery. The differences between self-care and self-love versus selfishness and self-centeredness. These concepts may sound similar, but as we'll learn and unpack in this episode, they are in fact quite the opposite of each other in important ways. We'll learn what self-love and self-care are, what selfishness is, and what they look like when they are present in our lives. And we'll discover how to tell if our actions are out of self-love or if they've crossed over into selfishness. Lastly, we'll gain helpful insight into why self-love and care are so important and how our lives improve when we engage in these love-centric activities. Plus, we'll share feedback from the Sober and Serious community and take your calls. So listen up. Jason. Hey, what up, brother? We are talking all about self-love, self-care, and how that differs from selfishness and self-centeredness. And what we're really trying to do is set the record straight, right? Because there's confusion between them. How do I differentiate between self-care and self-love? How do I know if I've crossed over in right. selfishness and self-centeredness <laughs> what are the signs of that, right? Um, and it feels a little weird sometimes, I think, if we're being honest. It's a murky business. To love on ourselves and have it not feel selfish. Have yeah. it not feel self-centered. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And, you know, too, it's just hard in general to, to really know, um, what's going on with me, you know, when, when I, I have this self-awareness, right. But I can, I can, I have to be willing to put work behind those realizations that I have. And, and that's going to be what it's going to be. You know, sometimes it's going to be selfish. Sometimes it's going to be, um, more healthy, but it's, it's always going to differ because we're not going to ever be perfect at this stuff. And it's hard. I think that's why it's so important. We have community right around us that can help us see the truth, you know, in what's happening because I don't know, I'm always the last to know, you know what I mean? And that's a good point. We're going to get to that because there are a number of ways that we're going to be able to identify pretty quickly if we want to, whether our behavior and our actions are out of self-love and care or whether they have crossed over into self selfishness and self-centeredness. The good news is there's some pretty easy litmus tests that we can apply yes. to our behavior to understand if it has crossed that line. So that's the good news. We're going to get some definitions out of the way. We're going to let it, we're going to, you're going to walk out of this episode with a really good understanding of the difference between the two, how to tell the difference in your own actions, and some really good examples 
of what self-care and self-love looks like and some examples of what selfishness and self-centeredness looks like. And, and I would even say, because I, I, I even, you got me thinking with this topic where I, I had some things floating around in my brain. So I, t- I made some notes cool. of things. Yeah, and like, so I would say also at the end, you're going to get um, some practical ways or effects that you're going to experience if you put self-love into practice. In oh, life. I love it. Um, some Good. of the results of that uh, that you can expect to see in your own life. If you choose to engage in, in, in regular self-care, I love it. Absolutely. You know, because it's, it's one thing to figure out what it is, and then it's a whole other thing to be willing to step through the fear and the unknown to do the things that are going to really benefit you. And then uh, it's an, it's another thing, lastly, to experience those benefits. And, and once you do that and you, reap, you, know, you get to reap the fruit, then uh, these, you start to perceive those opportunities differently, you know, and they're not as scary or whatever uh, uncomfortable as they were in the beginning, <laughs> you know, because self-love doesn't equal easy, right? That is accurate. In fact, there often it's one of the more difficult things we'll engage in in our recovery is regular self care, and it can look a lot, a lot. It can look different for different people, but I think there's some universal tenets to it. The official definition of self love is regard for one's own well-being and happiness chiefly considered as a desirable rather than narcissistic characteristic. So I like the narcissism reference there because another word for being extremely self-centered and selfish is being narcissistic. Right, and, and thinking that you deserve all the best but not really caring how other people feel or what they're getting in life. You know? So I let's contrast that against the official definition of selfish. A person, action, or a motive lacking consideration for others, conserved, yes. concerned chiefly with one's own personal profit or pleasure. Now, I want to really focus in on the two adjectives that or pleasure yes as opposed to the two adjectives in self-love well-being and happiness versus profit and pleasure right i guess that is it just me or when you after you read those off like i i kind of pinpointed that you know profit or pleasure was like an effect right or whatever of of selfishness, like that those were effects. Absolutely. You're going to get correct. That's an outcome. That's that's why we, that is an outcome of selfishness. Yes. But when you read the first one, I didn't, those two two didn't jump happiness and well being or whatever it was, didn't jump out to me in that same kind of way. And maybe that's part of what makes this so difficult, right? Like I think that in our society, we're not, we're kind of like programmed, right. To, to think that those are myths, you know, that that's elusive and it's unattainable, you know, like we can't, we're never going to truly be happy. Like we, we have to love the shit we're in and, and learn, learn to, or whatever, you know, I think it's kind of interesting to me how 
after you read those two uh, definitions that that those didn't pop out to me the same way as that is interesting. I thought as I read them, what a great contrast in terms of the adjectives used in describing self-love versus selfishness, right? Mm -hmm. That well-being and happiness is very different than profit and pleasure. Very different. Yeah. Like as, whereas profit and pleasure are more, they seem to be more tangible, easier to attain, like possible, like we could attain them, you know? Absolutely. But they also seem very, to me, very, they ring hollow and shallow, right? As I, for sure, you know, now, but before, before I found recovery, I probably wouldn't have thought that, but now I definitely can understand what you're saying there. Um, But I think that's a result of doing a lot of work, you know, and and learning a lot and growth. (laughs) Absolutely. So a couple of ways to describe self-love. So we get an even maybe better understanding of what self-love is and a couple of ways to describe selfishness so we get a better understanding of that as well. Self-love honors and nurtures the light in us or our wise self, and it heals that that which is diseased and dark in us or our wounded self. Right. Selfishness disregards our light and the light of others. In doing so, it makes our wounded self the center of the world. It dwells in the disease of the wounded self and encourages it to fester. Yeah. So, in essence, we want to get down to the core of it. Selfishness harms others. Well, self-love and self-care helps others. Selfishness fundamentally stems from fear, where self-love and self-care, as the terms uh, suggest, stem from love. And we know fear and love are the opposite of each other. So they are actually polar opposites in a very real way. Right. And like what that reminds me of that little saying, I've said it before, you know, the best way to gain self-esteem is through esteemable acts. And it sounds counterintuitive, but yeah, definitely like working with others, being there for other people, um, not only gets you out of your own problems, but it helps you develop that self-love and and self-care and find purpose in your life and worth and and yeah, start to actually have a high regard for who you are as a person um, because of the things that you're doing for other people, you know? So it's like really, it's a win-win, you know? Absolutely. And if I'm motivated out of fear, that it's fear of losing something that I already have or not getting something that I want. Mm-hmm. And if my behavior is motivated by that, it's going to manifest in a selfish way. I'm going to keep all the money. I'm going to keep all of the, um, you know, uh, material things. I am going to swoop up the prestige and the praise and the accolades. And I am going to seek recognition at all costs. And I am going to step on the toes of my fellows Mm. because I need to feed as an homage to our last episode, my ego. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
That yeah. is selfish. Self-love says, I am going to engage in behavior and action that is positive toward my overall well-being. I'm going to exercise regularly. I'm going to eat well. I'm going to sleep well. I'm going to help others. I'm going to take time out to read recovery literature or spiritual literature. I'm going to go to my recovery meetings. That is self-care. And it also does take time away from other people at times. So we can think, well, that's selfish. But the reality is in that respect, if I'm doing things that are good for me, that are positive for me, that allow me to be happier and have a greater sense of well-being, then the people around me benefit. Everything benefits. Right. Yep, you and everything around you. And similarly, the to the other point, when when I'm engaging in in selfishness and I'm operating out of fear, um, none of those desires, none of that, none of that thirst in my life, those things that I'm going after, are going to that gratification will not stick around. Bingo. It's an it's an insatiable hunger whatever you are, you know, vying for when you're living that way. Um, whereas these things with self-love, they require effort. They, they challenge you. Uh, they require work, time, attention, and, and uh, reflection and all these things. But the gratification you get from that sticks with you for a long time, you know? Absolutely. And the reality and the is difference. when I engage in those self care and love activities right i can be more present more available and i can spend more quality time with the people in my life yeah where yep. if i don't engage in those self-care activities under the guise of well i can't take time away from my family i can't take whatever it might be whatever rationalization Mm-hmm. that we can come up with, then the the version of myself that's available to others isn't able to be as fully present and right. fully engaged because I'm 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 spiritually ill. I'm feeling emotionally ill. And right. that is not a version of myself that is um, that's not the version of myself that I ultimately want to share with people. Dude, I, I, I put it like this, and this was actually part of what I had written down in regards to self-care, right? Like, that's something inside of you, and I'm sure we can all relate to this, when something inside of you it's, it's seemingly tries to stop you dead in your tracks when when you feel the need or, or the you know, you're shitting yourself saying you should, you know, maybe make an amend or, or whatever it is, but something inside of you tries to stop you. Generally that's because your disease or however you want to look at it, you know, Satan, uh, it wa- doesn't want you to get better. You know what I mean? Like you're, yeah. you're, uh, using or drinking friends or 
you know, if you were a drug dealer and like, you know, the associates, none of them really want you to get better. Um, your disease, it doesn't want you to discover the power that you have by if you, if you open up about your experience and the power in your story, it doesn't want you to discover that you can help others, you know, because this, you know, just like any chemical or behavior can be so addictive, so is recovery. When we start to do these things and we feel these benefits, um, it spreads like wildfire, man. You, you're, you're emitting a light about you that, you know, even when you're not trying to. So when you're actually even putting yourself out there and, and being open about your experiences with others and recovering out loud um, and listening, you know, and really caring about other people's experiences for fucking change, man, that's, that's powerful, you know? And so, I mean, I believe in like, spiritual warfare or whatever you want to call it. You know, I believe that, you know, there's some truth to that statement where they say that your my disease is in the parking lot doing pushups, you know, wait, <laughs> it like it's, it's there, Absolutely. you know, and, and it's, and it's always going to be a part of me. Yeah. And these are the things self care and, and, and service, especially to develop that track record with yourself to, to foster some self esteem and some self love. You know, to because that's a muscle, man, and we have to develop it through repeated effort and action, and we have to be open to other people's input. Um, we have to be, share, you know, going through walking that journey with, with others by our side, so they can be our mirrors and reflect to us where we're at, so that we can make adjustments accordingly. So we need to be open, and we need to be willing, but mostly we need to be you know, honest with ourselves. We can't just reject it because it means I'm going to have to get uncomfortable again. You know, we have to be willing to hear others out and, and take the proper actions, you know, and the very seldom are they easy or, or comfortable, but man, what do we get out of that? You know, we get so much and the ripple effect, who knows how well how said, it goes, you know, and there's sound science, behind what you just said in regard to engaging in those often difficult but always rewarding self-care activities on a regular basis. And it's the science of positive reinforcement. I engage in a behavior that, I tr that, I, that is out of my old pattern it's a positive behavior and I get rewarded positively for it. Right. I am more likely to continue that behavior and I create a positive reinforcement loop. And that is what CBT yeah. is rooted in. And it's, and it's, there's whole programs habits, of recovery right? that are founded and uh, rooted in CBT, which is really at its core, self-care and right. self-love. Well, you look at you look at things that you know. I things for me personally in my journey really equal self-care to me would be things like learning how to really say how I feel. You know, getting to the feeling behind the feeling, um, compromising with other people. You know, asking for help. <laughs> yeah. Um, Stuff like that, you know, 
is is very difficult for me and that something always wants to get up inside of me and make me pump my brakes on that but i think that that is my disease it is it is fear based and it's it's uh maybe some unworthiness in there uh that's where self-sabotage comes from and we well i'll keep it to me but for me um it's very easy for me to walk away because when it's good, it's even when it's good, dude, especially actually probably when it's good, I get so freaked out because I don't know what good feels like and I don't know how to handle that and maybe I don't deserve it and all this stuff goes in my head and in my heart, you know, and I feel it and it's fight or flight almost for me and I, you know, to me, self-care is disregarding that, right? And not listening when when my soul tells me to pump the brakes anymore. You know what I mean? And, and instead showing up for life, showing up for these relationships and, and seeing conflicts through that shit's hard for me. Real hard. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's, that's to me, um, some of the really uh, intense and, and key aspects of self-love for me today. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And for me, Self-love looks like getting to at least one 12-step meeting a week, hook or crook, and I, in my home group. Gotta go, right? Yeah. No matter what, that's self-love and self-care for me. Self-love and self-care is exercising daily. Um, self-care and self-love means being militant about my sleep because that is such a fundamental piece of how I can show up in people's lives right. on the daily self-love. Yeah, you're not looks, as raw, right? That's right, <laughs> you, man. That's right. hundred <laughs> percent. I can give more. I can give more fully of myself when I'm operating at a, uh, at a hundred percent or is reasonably close. And we're not always going to be at a hundred percent. But as reasonably close as I can be, right? Right. That's what self-care looks like for me. Self-care looks like doing my prayers in the morning and at night and doing my readings at morning and at night. That's what self-care looks like for me. And in the beginning, self-care five years, five plus years ago now, it looked a little different, man. It looked like... Uh, getting up and brushing my teeth and, you know, showering on, on, on the daily. That's what self-care and having breakfast in the morning, you know. So right. our self-care is going to start somewhere. Yeah. And it's going to, it's Evolve. going, it's going to, exactly. Yeah, okay. Dude, it more will be revealed, right? I mean, it's one thing that I think is so paramount to adopt that kind of mentality that like, this is a lifestyle choice. It's not something that I want to hurry up and get done so I can get back to my life. You know, it's not uh, living in recovery like these effects, as I, you know, alluded to earlier. They stick longer, right? Than than uh, than that instant gratification when we go for delayed gratification. It sticks with us longer, but it don't last forever. You know, and that's but it it feels like it will. 
And that's why we get tricked into resting on our laurels, man. And that's why we get tricked into, um, you know, stopping the meetings or stopping the service work or stopping the therapy or whatever it is, you know, that we can easily, like you said earlier, you know, like justify um, not doing because we think we're good now or, you know, we don't need it. Um, but I think the consistency. It can be very situational. Like consistency the, is like preventative maintenance. You totally. Know? Just because you don't feel out of control doesn't mean you don't need this shit. You know and to I mean? be a, have an awareness of the overall value of self-love and care and how important it is and placing a lot of value on it will help you when situations arise where it's easy to rationalize not doing something that is self-care or self-love. It will present itself often for me, not as, well, Charlie, you could do the selfish thing or you could do the self-love thing. Which one do you want to do? Right. It doesn't, that doesn't look like that. Uh Uh-uh. It looks like it's seven o'clock in the morning and I want to sleep in. Yep. But I, I, I need to go to my meeting. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of great. <laughs> so it looks like it doesn't, you know, my higher power doesn't, you know, sit down on the bed next to me and say, well, do you want to do the selfish thing today or do you want to do the self-love thing today? Hell no. That, that, that's not how it looks. You won't even see it a lot of times what, what's what in that regard. And that's Correct. why we need, <laughs> that's why we need people in our life, you know, sponsor totally. or totally trusted individuals that we or people we look up to we aspire to be like you know totally we need, we need them because they'll say bam yeah i don't know why it is but we're always so clear i see shit so clearly in other people man yeah give the best advice ever like, right if you want good advice you guys hit me up <laughs> but i can't I can attest to that I, by the way i can't see it in me you yeah. know and i need charles to help me with that or whoever you know um it's 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 a real thing man we we can't we can't be an island like that's why i can never say i got this right and that's why i can never expect myself not to be selfish or not to skimp on these things that we're talking about that i need to do that we need to do um i'm gonna i'm gonna mess up i'm gonna because i'm a man and that's what you know, human beings do. We make mistakes. We think we get full of pride. We get full of fear. You know, all those things. It just happens. So, so some more of what self love is and what it's not. Self love is healthy self esteem, as opposed to narcissism or self centeredness is a <clears throat> false sense of high self esteem. Self love respects free will of ourselves and others, while narcissism likes to control others. Oh, yeah. Self-love is being happy and fulfilled. Narcissism, self-centeredness, selfishness, nothing is ever enough. Insatiable. Self-love is humble. Well, narcissism and self-centeredness is grandiose. Self-love enjoys alone time. Narcissism and self-centeredness is always feeling like they need other people around. 
Self-love is free of others' opinions. Narcissistic folks or people that are in a narcissistic place always need or are actually very concerned with other what other people think, right? They're all about appearances, yeah. Yeah, and very concerned about what other people are thinking. Self-love is self-assured. Well, self-centeredness and selfishness is outwardly charming, but deeply insecure. Jekyll and Hyde, right? Mm. Self-love is empathetic toward others. Or self-centeredness tends to be manipulative and, and, and um, dismissive of others. And not like not patient, no, no, not sympathetic whatsoever to other people's problems. You know, maybe, maybe they'll feign it for a little bit. And then all of a sudden they're like, you know, absolutely over it, get over it. Yes, absolutely. You're making me uncomfortable. That's right. Self-love empowers others. Well, self-centeredness and selfishness puts others down. Hmm. So some good examples of what self-love is and what self-centeredness is. And self-love really is something everybody deserves and needs in their life. Many of us, though, might have to relearn what self-love looks like. And be careful not to confuse self-love with self-indulgence. That can get blurred, right? Um, Self-love isn't greedy. And it's not selfish, but we all need it, right? So self-love fills you up and balances you. Eating healthy, exercising, having uh, personal hygiene routines, relaxation, and personal hobbies are all forms of self-love that we need to make time for. If you think your experiences in if you think of your experiences in life as a bank account, then you can think of these little self-love activities as deposits into that personal account. The more you deposit, the more you can give when others need a loan from you. Right. You get me? Well, then look at it this way too. You know, you, you spent X amount of time, you know, not doing these things, not taking care of yourself, not focusing on your issues. Um, now more than ever you have a chance to turn it around right absolutely and and as we said earlier everybody else will benefit from that so don't listen to that voice that says no i can't i don't have time you know the excuses that will come in your mind are are they really excuses or are they really justifiable or are they actually like something deeper inside that's just trying to stop you from really living up to your life's full potential, you know what I mean? And, and becoming the best version of yourself that you can be. No doubt about it. So we talk about self-love fills you up and balances you. And they're like little deposits into a bank account that we're making each time we engage in self-love and care. Have you ever been with a friend or a loved one and they come to make a quote unquote withdrawal? They need something from you. They want something from you. They're asking for something of you and you feel like you've got nothing to give that (laughs) you've got nothing inside. That's a clear indication that you may be fundamentally and sorely lacking in self-love and care. Right. 
So be aware of that and think about situations where that's happened in your life as a great reminder of, God, I just have, I know that this person needs, is in need right now, and I got nothing. Right. And if, you, if, you, if you're feeling like that right now, or you've been feeling that like that lately, check your self-care. So really, essentially, we're talking about input and output. And That's that right. To live a healthy, balanced life means that you have a, a flow, a, a, steady, right. a steady stream of, of positivity coming in and, and trickling out to the people around you. That's and, right. But without that input, we're going to, our well run dry. And Absolutely. We ain't going to have nothing not only for other people, like you said, Charles, but then for ourselves even. You know, it's going to, like in my case, it'll, it'll be very subtle. It'll feel very subtle at first. And then it'll be like, all of a sudden, everything feels out of control, you know? Absolutely. Um, And that's the gift. That's the gift of self-awareness that I get today. You know, thank God for that, that I can, I can say, wow, whoa, dude. And I, I don't, I'm not saying that on a hangover or Right. High out of my ass right. on day three. Like, why the fuck did I come back here? How did I get back here? You know, I'm not doing that. I'm <clears throat> thank God for the gift of self awareness. Because you As, know what? We're gonna fall short. You know, absolutely. What I mean? But pick yourself up and realize, man, and be able to be honest with yourself and hold yourself accountable and, and let people, you know, actually when they invite you to try something new, like say yeah. You know, so what? I ain't never tried hot yoga. I'll try hot yoga, you know what I mean? Or whatever it is. Um, Just an example, but you know what I mean. You might be surprised to what new activities that are centered in self-care and love can do for you and do for others. Right. Now, as a a contrary, selfishness is overindulgent often. It often presents and, 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 shows up as overindulgence whether we overeat or we are spend too much time on social media or we are spending too much time watching tv or we're spending too much time uh doing one thing or another so selfishness often shows up as being overindulgent in one way or the other so right. be aware of that. And that does not, uh, that's not putting anything in our bank account, right? right. That, is, that is not a deposit into our um, spiritual bank account, into our emotional bank account. Right. Self-love radiates outward. So really like so many other things in recovery, it's a paradox because self-love really isn't about self. Not really. Right. Self-love is just the love is just love. That's it. And the more you give yourself, the more you will be able to give it to others. A good way to compare self-love and selfishness is to look at the effect of loving yourself has on others. That's our, that's one of our litmus tests. How does it, how does our behavior affect others? If it's a, if it's a positive effect, we, then we know it's an act of love. If it's a negative effect, then we know it's an act of self, right? right? So if you take care of your body, 
Your energy is higher to do things with others. Play with your kids. Hike with friends. If you take care of your mind and spirit, you can give solid, helpful advice to loved ones. Loving yourself will be a motivator to others around you, and they will see your glow and become inspired to let go of clinging negative habits of their own, embrace their own self-love. Yes. So self-love isn't really about us, but it is. There's a paradox there in anything in the spiritual realm uh, that is truly transformational, typically is rooted in a paradox. Dude, and it's like <laughs> I said earlier, you know, this is addictive. Like, it's so easy for us to talk ourselves out of it. Yeah. But if we don't do that, and, and we and we do do for ourselves, man, it, it's addictive. And, and, and other people love it, you know? Other people are getting something out of it. And you're getting to see the fruits of, you know, what you do for you now manifesting itself in other people, like you said, with the hope and the inspiration. And, and I mean, you have the power to change lives just by taking on that responsibility to change your own. That's right. You change your life in a positive way. The power of example is extraordinary. Amen, dude. On the contrary, selfishness is inwardly facing Right. The opposite of the inward effect is the selfishness it brings. When, you're, when we are being selfish, we are grasping for stability and more for ourselves only. We have lost the ability to care for ourselves in a healthy way and are engaging in bad vibes toward ourselves and others. Right. The how many wrong times, people will how, be attracted to you for causing further depletion and the right kinds of people will want to steer clear of you. You will miss the ability to feel happiness for others because our selfishness will only allow for focus on ourselves in the most negative of ways. Amen. You reflect what you project, man. And how many times that like in my, for me, I'll raise my hand and say guilty right now. Like, but I've had people, you know, very upset um, in my past and, and saying that I'm just not there. Like, I'm not present. Even yeah. when I'm there, I'm not there. And, like, right. they're getting nothing out of and And they're worried about me. And I'll be literally, like, looking at them and going, what are you talking about? Like, I'm good. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I felt good because I was doing everything for me. Yeah. Right. And I wasn't sharing right. that journey right. with them you know right. I, they had really no idea what uh, what was going on with me so you know they were thinking the worst and they were feeling disconnected and it was a self-perpetuating thing for them and 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 the, that was how it affected the relationships right but for me i was like i'm good you know i was oblivious dude to it you know what i mean and that's so like so spot on just that definition in the way that that read out i love that that was good self-love opens up new paths for us when we love ourselves we will know ourselves better and finally make friends with ourselves <laughs> when you know yourself you know what you want and you your focus isn't scattered the universe will help you out because you will not miss out on opportunities that are right for you. Maybe a new job or the perfect relationship was right in front of you, but because you did not know yourself, you missed the opportunity. Self-love opens us up to the possibilities 
that are right for us, furthering our happiness. So there's this, this sort of self-awareness um, that we've talked about. And when we engage in self-love, hobbies and, and self-care activities, we're engaging in the things that we like to do the most, that, that, that fill us up the most, that create the most happiness for us, the most satisfaction for us. Right. And in that way, uh, those are when those opportunities can come up because likely we're going to be doing those with like-minded people, mm-hmm. right? That also like to do a lot of the, the, the things that we're doing, engage the, that are on the uh, 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 living similar lifestyles to us. And they're right. also on a, uh, on a you know, self-love, self-care journey. Right. And you'd be amazed about the opportunities that can avail themselves to you when we engage in that way. Yeah. And I, and I would say there's good news. If you're new to this lifestyle or maybe you've been in it for a while, but you've never really made this a priority, right? That if you quit doing drugs or alcohol or whatever behavior, um, that's becoming whatever addiction. Yep. Making your life unmanageable. It, if you're trying to quit that stuff, you need to replace it with something. So this, that's good news for you because now you can put those little babies to bed that tell you that you don't have time or that you just can't do it because of X, Y, and Z. No, yeah, you can because you kind of have to because it's of paramount importance that we replace the old behaviors with new behaviors. We Nature have abhors a vacuum. Yeah, man. So we have to have new hobbies anyway and stuff. So get out there, try some stuff, uh, find out what works for you, and and yeah, live your best life, man. On the contrary, selfishness leads to dead ends, right? Selfishness will skew paths available. When we don't know ourselves or love ourselves for who we are, then we might be looking at what others are doing and measuring our opportunities by their standards. Meaning a lot of missed opportunities leading to the kind of full life we deserve. <laughs> you ever hear this one or, where like you're comparing your blooper reel to other people's highlight reel, <laughs> you know, and that's Dude, you, like, just, you just defined the social media yeah, effect. Right. And you know what I mean? Like that's, I mean, I'm not saying everybody because I know a couple of people that are pretty authentic about their lives online i mean but yeah most people that's a highlight reel man that's that's photoshop that's editing software that's that's uh you know all this shit is is you know a sham it's it's not their real life it's it's a moment and they did everything they could to make a moment look so beautiful you know for a post you're trying to live up to a standard that's not even real because they it took them probably 20 minutes of it sitting in their phone to figure out how to word that right totally and, well and, think and about it how many filters social- did they yeah, run through right. the fucking but history. but think about it before social media you know what people did they went they, they, they just said that in person Right? right, they just told you their highlight reel in person. They told oh, you about all the amazing things that they did over the last week or month or whatever in person. It yeah. is very human and very natural to 
accentuate the positive things about our lives to other people and not show the stuff that sucks and that's hard and that's real. And it's because we care too much about what other people think. Correct. So then you're robbing yourself, right? Because nobody can be of service to you if they don't know that you need help. And they won't know you need help if you're trying to put on a front, but you're really, you're not there inside, you know? Like the insides don't match the outsides. We want to get to a place where the insides match the outsides. I always think to myself, it's important not to compare my insides to other people's outsides. <laughs> right. The blooper reel to totally. the highlight reel. You know what I mean? My, like, the pastor of my church says, like, oh, that I every feel time I, I feel like hot trash. Let's go on let's go on the Facebook and see how amazing everybody else is, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Self love feeds compassion. A huge part of loving ourselves is accepting and loving the things about ourselves we don't like so much. Yeah. By accepting our mistakes and not beating ourselves up over our flaws, we'll begin to cultivate compassion and in turn are able to have compa- that same compassion for other people. Seeing yeah. the flaws in others, their pain and their hardships, and feeling empathy rather than judgment. If I am more likely and more willing to give myself forgiveness and grace and love and compassion, I'm more likely to give it to other people too. Not all the time. And we'll talk about this because I had an interesting, I had an interesting post about how we treat ourselves versus how we treat other people. And what's the balance of that? Because I think that's an interesting dynamic when it comes to self care. Do we treat ourselves as well as we treat other people? You know, we'll hear some interesting feedback on that. Uh, But the bottom line is self-love feeds our ability to be compassionate toward others. Amen. Well, on the contrary, selfishness feeds greed and an intense desire for wealth or for power or for whatever it is that we think is going to make us feel okay for that particular moment, right? Envy, jealousy, all that stuff comes up when you're living like that, you know, and because you, you, it's all entitlement. And so I don't like to see other people succeed. I want to, I want to succeed. And uh, yeah, I, and, and, and I just get jealous and shit when I see other people doing so good. So it's instructive <laughs> to talk about steps four and five here for you 12-step followers, okay, in six and seven, right? So really four through seven in terms of character defects because character defects are rooted in things that are antithetic to self-care. Mm-hmm. Right. If I got a character defect of um, um, being stingy, <laughs> right? <laughs> or I got a character defect of being um, dismissive and not um, attentive to others, or I got a, a, a character defect that's rooting its uh, rearing its ugly head. I can work some inventory around it. Or if I'm just feeling like my cup is completely empty and people are just trying to take, 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 and I got nothing to give, 
and I'm restless and I'm irritable and I'm freaking discontent, <laughs> right? And I got a, uh, a buddy or a, somebody that's uh, needing, an, uh, needing to bend an ear and I just want to slap them, right? <laughs> right? Because I'm just crabby. Well, then I probably should do some inventory to figure out what's eating me right? and what I need to do in order to be able to write that ship, right? Do I need to get back to, you know, my, my recovery, um, my recovery work, my daily recovery work? Have I been right. skimping on that? Have I been skimping on my meetings? Have I been skimping on my uh, daily recovery routine that, keeps me healthy have i been skimping on my exercise or have i been eating poorly or sleeping poorly and staying up too late whatever that is right let's do some inventory around that to really figure that out again it's just funny how one thing will just kind of snowball into all starts to affect all them other areas you know when one gets out of whack it's it like i said earlier subtle but man you all of a sudden, everything feels fucking out of control. <laughs> Absolutely. And it and again, will that, happen. And that is other people, right? Right. And it will happen, too. So I hope you guys are listening to what he's saying because, you know, it's easy <laughs> when you're on your pink cloud to hear somebody talking <laughs> about this stuff and think, I'm good. But guess what, brother or sister? You're, you're going to go through this. You know, you're going to feel. Life is going to get lifey. I guarantee oh, it. There it is again. <laughs> fuck yeah and when it does these are the things that we need to engage in in order to get back onto our spiritual ball and you to get what, onto our self care I gotta say though I'm so freaking no matter how hard shit gets you know we're talking about this stuff I've been I experience these things. I know you do too. Yeah. But boy, I'll tell you what, man. I am so grateful that I have solutions at least at hand's reach. You know, they're yeah. in the toolbox at my feet today. Absolutely. I can pick them up. I can sit and get lost in this crap sometimes. But I know where the tools are at because I got them now, you know, and I didn't have them before. So I. And it's kind of I'm, funny. It feels like sometimes the spiritual tools are always at my feet, but sometimes I have Tyrannosaurus X, Rex arms. For sure. <laughs> oh, dude, Can't my kid them. has a T-shirt with them. a. My kid has a T-shirt of a T-Rex trying to do push-ups, and so he's just <laughs> not with his tips, his toes, and his nose, and his arms ain't touching the floor. And I can't remember what the hell it says on it, but it's hilarious. It's reminding me of it. So there you go. Glad to share that. <laughs> Self-love benefits everyone. So getting back to that bank account metaphor, right? Showing yourself self-love allows us to be at our best when others need us. We're more compassionate. Parents, siblings, friends, partners, Self-love begins with us, but it ends with everyone else in our life. Right. The compassionate and genuine attention and love we show ourselves is how we will ultimately interact with everyone else in our life. It is the alpha and the omega. Indeed. But it selfishness is. benefits nobody. Not even ourselves. 
the illusion that, that we made that be blows your mind want. too like what the hell I should it's be an happy. illusion right it's an illusion that we're getting what we want yeah. right You're but the bottom money, line it's not what we need <laughs> it's not what we need it's not what's good for us right it's what we want right now it is pleasure yeah. right versus a sustainable overall um sense of well-being yeah. So selfishness always to me is about that momentary, that, that instant gratification, that fleeting pleasure that I, that, and the illusion is that it's going to make me feel better and it might yeah. for a hot minute, but it doesn't last. Right. And it hurts me and it negatively affects others. And the more I engage in those kinds of self-indulgent pleasures and instant gratifications, the more I do that, the less happy I am and the more it affects other people. Yeah, so I mean, you spend all your time grinding and hustling towards these goals for you and you're missing out on the rest of life and you're not doing any activities that feed you, Right. So you're never filling your cup. Right. You're just pouring it out and pouring it out. And you're probably, a lot of people, you know, it's a workaholic thing, you know, whether it's real work or drug dealing or whatever, but you just pour everything out of yourself to hustle it up. And yeah, you're, you're making a big stockpile of shit. You know, when you die, dude, are you going to bring any of that with you? No, it's all going to be, Hand it off to someone else, you know. This just in <laughs> your casket does not have saddlebags. Hell no, <laughs> right? You ain't right. bringing any of it with you. Nope, not the money, not the <laughs> not the people, not, not the, the house, not the material nothing. shit. Yeah. yeah, but we think more we need more and more and more, you totally. know, consumer culture, and we're gonna we're gonna just get we're gonna get satisfaction out of getting material wealth and possessions and no man you know or the hot girlfriend or whatever absolutely it's all bullshit absolutely but that's what the media would like us to think i think and that's what i think our society has kind of taught us you know that we want to get to that place we've got some feedback from the sober and serious community my brother yeah. Now to hear what the sober and serious community says about this week's topic. Every week we share select responses to the weekly show topic, which is posted every Wednesday as the topic of the day on Sober and Serious on Facebook. Your experience, strength, and hope continue to amaze and inspire. So keep up the great work, you guys. You know, the topic of the day was how do you treat yourself compared to others is it balanced in with love for self and others or is it imbalanced right we use initials to protect the innocent that's right and p.s says i often treat myself considerably worse than i would most enemies right how many of us can relate to that it's very common man and KB replied and said, preach way harder on myself. I'm a giver fixer too. So self-care 
is almost non-existent. So many of us can identify with that. Yep. AC says, I try to treat myself well, but some say I'm being selfish, but I keep trying to balance it without another's opinion. I don't know if it's me or I'm really doing it wrong, so I'm left confused at times. And that's why we fundamentally did this episode. Right. And I think that, honestly, dude, if you're even going there, that's a good indicator that you're doing something right. Absolutely. Your head's in the right place. Your heart's in the right place. Um, so give yourself some grace and remember, none of us are doing this perfect. There's no right or wrong way to do any of it. Really. My sponsor is famous for saying, if one person has a, says you have a tail, yeah, <laughs> you might have a tail. Right. If two people say you have a tail, you, you actually might have a tail. <laughs> if three people say you have a tail, you have a fucking tail. Right. Right. Well, my, so, my sponsor okay. says if it looks like a duck and it's not, and it sounds like a duck and it quacks like a duck or something like that, then it's yeah, fucking yeah. duck. <laughs> <laughs> fucking duck. Right. So, so other people can be the mirrors of our own actions, right? So that's why community can be so important. It is vital. JP says I treat people around me a lot better than I treat myself. Yeah. Casey says. I treat myself worse than others. It used to be the other way around, working on balance in my life. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) AP says, I'm a giver. RS says, in my sobriety, I have worked hard on not judging and to be more giving. However, I continue to experience random acts of kindness giving that makes me realize that I have further to go. That's really cool. Yeah. PD got really, really deep on us. So just, just, just buckle up here. Okay. Right on. Buckle up. Everybody strap in. We're going on a spiritual quest here. Once one realizes the fragility of the human species and is fully able to recognize themselves as just one of them, the need for codependent behavior will evaporate equal treatment for self and others will be the natural result i am and you are i am you and you are me and we are all together on a tiny rock hurtling through the universe to an unknown destination Mm. yeah now now (laughs) the last sentence or two I'm not sure I got all the way on board there. But what I do really like about what he said was we are essentially at our very core strikingly similar, right? In terms of what we need as human beings, right? And if I realize that I myself need love and care and compassion and so do you, and I'm willing to extend love and care and compassion and grace and understanding and forgiveness to myself and to you because we are ultimately way more alike than we are different. I'm well on my way to becoming a fully 
engaged member of this human community. Yeah. And knowing that we're all the same, we all fall short, you know, we, we all have things that we think, you know, are maybe unforgivable, unpardonable skeletons in the closet, you know, and being able to own our own experience and accept those parts of ourselves without carrying the shame anymore, man. It, it, it puts us in a position where we can share it with others and then they know they're not alone, you know, and that gives them permission to share their stories. And this shit just starts to spread, you know, it just starts to spread and we get to forgive other people because we realize how flawed we are. And we, you know, we we're learning to forgive ourselves and that pours forth to other people. And then we're forgiving them. And now they're forgiving people that they never thought they could forgive. And it just goes on and on. Um, beautiful, man. It's be- I'm, I'm really like super pumped to be able to see that in action yeah. in my life today and around me and other people's lives. It's, it's so cool. You know, I mean, I, I can remember being hopeless and feeling like I could never overcome any of this shit. Uh, I could never think anything positive about myself. Feeling like a lost cause. I just wanted to end my life. I didn't want to live anymore, you know, and today it's different. You know, today I know that something's wrong with me when something's wrong with me. I think before I was so comfortable in my own shit. Totally. I had no idea that, there was really, really deep and vital things that were going on inside of me that needed attention. I had no idea. I just thought that it was like normal life and, you know, like I just sucked at it worse than most or something. You know what I mean? I don't know. JW uh, says, I used to be the kind of guy that was pretty blunt and serious as a heart attack. So I guess I was pretty rough on others. And then I did the whole sober thing. And now my fam talks to me again at all. So I guess I used to treat them like shit. And I put myself through two comas. So I guess I was not important to me as I am now. Mm. I'm MD. I take good care of myself today. I avoid resentments and things that would cause resentments. Always looking to see where I'm selfish or dishonest. Immediately right. asking my higher power to remove that. That's a lot of step 10 right there. I love that. Yep. And, and step 10 is a self-care routine, really. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I mean, we have the self-awareness, but then what do you do with it? You know, <laughs> you got to do something about it. You sure do. We got some calls, my brother. Yeah, let's hear that. Yeah. Can't wait. It's time once again to take some calls from the Way Out podcast listening audience. If you want to call the show, you can call 218-382-1960 and leave us a message on the current week's topic. Your calls make a real difference. So we here at the Way Out podcast extend a heartfelt thank you for your contribution. So let's bring on the calls. Yeah. That's good. We got a couple of great calls, man. I think we at least have two. Let's take a look. Maybe we have more now that uh, uh, we've had a little bit more time between now and then. We've got the 
Got a couple of great calls. So let's get them fired up. If I can get the call machine working. Let's see if I can get the call machine working. I got it. <laughs> We're good. Boom. Yay. Hello, guys and and ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is Peter calling in. Um, hey, Peter. Thanks for calling in. Love podcast, right? guys. Uh, glad to be able to contribute on the idea of selfishness versus self-love um uh it's i've heard many times in the room in the rooms uh people say this is a selfish program and uh i disagree with that radically um this program is just the opposite this program is about is about getting outside of ourselves being of service to others as opposed to uh what the big book calls selfishness and self-centeredness is the root of our problem um, so it states right there that not only is it not the program, it's the problem. So, so what is the solution? Um, what this is a program is, it's a program of self-interest, not selfishness or um, self-serving behavior, self-interest. And then in, 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 the, uh, in the desire and, and the idea of self-interest, I get honest with myself. I look at my shortcomings. I ask God to remove them. I do all of this so that I can get a spiritual connection and I can get the strength that I need to be of service to others. Um, and I also stop judging myself in this process. Um, uh, because I judge myself, I belittle myself, I demean myself, and this, this is pride in reverse, as the big book talks about. So self-love for me is, is not judging myself. I allow God to do that. Um, I don't have the authority to judge myself. I need to stop doing that. Um, and when I stop judging myself and I just look at myself honestly and take an appraisal, that's an exploration of self-interest. Um, and then I can be of service to others. So um, the self-love, you know, is, is important. And, and I'm able to love myself when I stop demeaning myself and, 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 and I act um, in a way that I'm, I'm of service to others. That's when I feel love for myself. And I feel a sense of self-esteem because I'm doing things that are estimable. Um, so great topic, guys. Um, ego and spirit cannot coexist. So I have to make a decision every day, and every decision I make is a serving my ego, is a serving my spirit, and act yeah. accordingly. Mm. Uh, love your podcast, guys. You know I do, and uh, I hope to see you guys soon. All right, peace. Oh, Peter, man, uh, we gotta we gotta get together soon. Thanks so much for calling in, and I, I I'm absolutely in love with the idea that this is a, you know this is a a program, and our our recovery is about self interest, not selfishness. And great way to phrase it, great way to state it, in that uh, we're acting at our own best interest, right. Yeah, I loved it so much of that. What he just said is awesome. Thank you, man. The other thing I think is really instructive that Peter invoked was putting away that bat that we used to beat ourselves up right. and allowing the God of our understanding, our higher power to do the judging. I don't, I don't, I don't get to do that anymore. Right. Not my job anymore. My, my sponsor told me that when I do, when I'm getting stuck in like self-loathing or I'm, I'm like self-hatred, um, that shame, that that's me playing God. Totally. You know? Totally. I've decided that I'm going to be judge, jury, and executioner. Right. 
on my own self-worth and others. And when I get out of that and when I, when I remember that that's not my job, right? that's not my right to do that, then I am in a much better spiritual place and I feel a release there. There's a, there's a oh, freedom there. Dude, it's the, one of the most liberating things uh, is letting go and letting God. One of the most liberating feelings. Yeah, I mean, you f- fuck, I might as well float around for a couple of days because I, you know, dropped so much damn weight. <laughs> you know, working I mean? four and five for me allowed me to put the bat away. Yeah, because right? I was able to move through all of that stuff that I used to use to reinforce the really low opinion I had of myself. Amen. And when I worked through that and I let it go and anything an addict or an alcoholic lets go has claw marks on it. <laughs> True that. <laughs> but when I let it go, I was able then to stop beating myself up, stop um, um doing those really in that negative self-talk and then step into that self-care and that self-interest and that self-love. Yeah. Then the other thing he said that really got me was that ego and spirit cannot coexist. So he has to make a decision every day, which one he's going to feed. Yeah. And that's that the good, was the is that the awesome. good that's, And I love that because it reminds me of the good wolf, bad wolf. It's so true, though. You know, right? the, which one's going to survive? Well, it's the one you fucking feed. That's which one. Right. So which one am I going to feed today? Yep. Am I going to feed my spirit, right? Or am I going to feed my ego, right? Yeah. Um, great call. Great, great That was great. Pita. Hey, guys. This is Christopher Lee Falk calling in. Um, I'm not sure what self-centeredness is because I'm a people pleaser. So <laughs> I just want to share seven ways that I need to practice my own self-love and self-care on a daily basis. Number one is really easy. I could drink a lot of water. Two, practice gratitude daily. Um, be grateful for even the small things because they are huge wins. Yes. Three, speak more loving words about towards myself because the language matters. Mm. Yes. Four, exercise. I know it makes me feel good inside when I'm all done. Number five, get outside more. Connecting consciously with Mother Nature empowers my spirituality. Number six, spend some time alone, enjoying the gift of serenity. Mm -hmm. Number seven, put down my electronics and unplug for an hour a day, which I'm going to do right now, guys. Create a grateful day. Peace. Tremendous. I love that. I love the seven, like the seven step program to self care. But he, but he invoked a lot of things that we might think are small or trivial may not make a meaningful difference, but I'll tell you what, put your phone down for an hour and electronics down for an hour a day and see how much it helps you exercise every day and see much, how much it helps you commit to drinking more water every day and see how much it helps you. Connect yeah. outside with nature more 
or on a daily basis and see how much it helps you. Speak to yourself more lovingly and see how much it helps you. Little things done every day on a consistent basis make all the difference. Yeah. And it's so true too. I think what one that really stood out to me was this number six, spending more time alone, enjoying the gift of serenity. When I first got clean, I felt like I was going to lose my mind if I sat alone, you know, or totally, it, it was very hard for me to be comfortable alone. But yeah, that's so true. Like after a while, you, you know, you will, you know, if you keep doing things that are good for you, you're going to get to a place where you can experience, because there's a big difference between isolation and solitude, you know, and solitude, you know, serenity, you know, to enjoy one's own company, you know. Absolutely. And, and, and being, having the ability to be still <laughs> and tough. serene. Yep. And I'm very, I, I, so agree and identify with you Jason about the inability to be able to be alone with myself for any meaningful length of time could never ever ever do it right ever. And the, but you can't ever. get there without trying right absolutely and and today I can do that and today I actually enjoy the time where I can just sit for a little yeah. while by myself yeah. and be serene and Thanks, Christopher, for some great ideas for some daily things that we can put into practice. Today, some practical advice that we can start putting into action right away. Thanks, Absolutely. Man. And now I'm hoping each one of you out there in Way Out Podcast Land has a really good understanding of what self-care and self-love looks like versus what self-centeredness and selfishness looks like. And why... Self-care and self-love is so important, mm-hmm. right? So that we can then start to engage in daily, regular self-care right. in our own lives, whether that's a hobby, whether that's exercise, whether that's eating better, whether that's spending some you know, electronic-free alone time, whether that's spending more time in nature, whether that's petting your dog more, whatever right. that is, right? <laughs> Yeah, I really uh, hope that, that our, us sharing our kind of experiences um, of learning and, and just our, our experience in, in cultivating self-love for ourselves and sharing that with you guys, I hope maybe some of that dialogue in this show illuminated some stuff to you. You know, maybe, maybe it, you know, like we kept talking about people being the mirrors, right? Like that's, that's the beauty of this and that's what makes it work. I hope that some of you guys became aware of some things that you need to know. And now you have a resolve, you know, a resolute decision of something that you can actually go and uh, do, you know, and, and start getting into action to try to guarantee each and every one of you has something in your mind that represents self care and self love that you've been wanting to do that you're meaning to do. You haven't done that. You got away from (laughs) right. Get back to it. Amen, Get man. back to it. And I'll, I'm, I'm right there with y'all, too. I got, I got some things I got to work on still, you know, of course. Always, Absolutely. always. <laughs> we do. So thank you, everybody, out in Way Out Podcast land for listening, and we will see you next time. Take care, guys. Thank you for being a part of The Way Out. 
we appreciate your ears. We're sharing powerful recovery stories and recovery power topics every week. So keep listening up. If you would like to reach out to the show, you can visit us on the web at wayoutcast.com. That's wayoutcast, all one word, dot com. There you can subscribe to the Way Out podcast on all of the major podcast aggregators, such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, Overcast, and more. Or simply drop your hosts a friendly email at share at wayoutcast.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, contact us at share at wayoutcast.com. See you next time. And remember, if you don't change, your sobriety date will.